0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Jukebox Jam, sorry, not, not Jam Session, Jukebox Playlist. I am your host, Brooklyn Dale, uh, and we are on the uh, on the third unofficial episode. Uh, we decided to do a, uh, an old topic uh, from the last time I did the series, uh, doing a redux of Foo Fighters, uh, and I have uh, two people joining us today. Uh, first off, I want to thank him for coming in. Uh, last minute, we had somebody drop out, uh, Doug Castle, the Irishman. Doug, how are you doing, sir? Uh, how I'm do you feel about the Foo Fighters?
1: Uh, I really like the Foo Fighters, so I'm excited that you asked me to be a part of this. Uh, I I have a pretty weird list when it comes to the Foo Fighters. Like, uh, I I have sentimental reasons why certain songs are at the spot that they are, and uh, yeah, I'm excited to go over the list. All right. Well, thank
0: you very much. And uh, joining us as well, uh, you might have heard him uh, probably about a month ago. On, uh, on jukebox air session uh, and he liked it so much uh, they decided to come back for the foo fighters playlist uh host of east of the dial or yeah east of the podcast uh that is joey adams joey how are you doing
2: hey good man listen i'm gonna be honest with you i popped an edible about 25 minutes ago so i don't know how well this nice this session's gonna go i'll try and stay <laughs> as <laughs> into this conversation as i can but so we
0: got so we got about probably like half an hour, thirty five minutes, I think.
2: We got Vegas about is. twenty minutes tops before I start turning into yeah. a goddamn rhinoceros or something.
0: All right. So how it's gonna work? How it's gonna work is we're gonna each go through our top ten Foo Fighter songs, one a piece. Uh, if somebody has a song higher, they have a, they have the option. They will skip it. Uh, and if they have a song that they missed on somebody else's list, they will scratch it. Uh, so we're gonna start off with uh, with Doug, uh, then myself, and Joey. So Doug, please kick us off with the number ten. All right. So my
1: number 10 is a little song uh, called Best of You. Um, I really enjoy this song. I I wait to see if somebody has it higher, right?
2: Yeah. uh, I I don't have it. I also do not have it.
1: Okay. All right. I'm going to be the odd person out for this. Uh, Not
2: that it's not a jam by any means. It's a monster jam.
1: This song is a jam. Um, This song, uh, I want to say, was one of So, uh, I don't want to get into a song that was my original introduction into Foo Fighters. This was a resurgence of Foo Fighters for me back in like high school. Um, Because I listened to it with my stepbrother. I listened to Foo Fighters with my stepbrother in the 90s, late 90s. But like this song, uh, it just means like. You know, it's it's overcoming all obstacles kind of song for me, and like it's it used to be a wrestling song for me. Like I would throw it on and just like right before pre match, and I was like, "Let's go! I'm taking somebody down. They're not getting the best of me today." (laughs) I get super hyped over this song. I really like the song, and it's my
0: ten. Nice. Yeah, this almost made my list. The live version was on it for about five minutes, um, and then there was another song on the live album that I had to, had to have on here. Uh, but yeah, this is a very powerful song. I think a lot of people go to like the uh, the Wembley performance uh, from like two thousand and six, two thousand and seven. Uh, and in terms of that, like that's probably like the. The highlight song of of, of the show itself, uh, but Joey, you also did not have
2: uh, "Best of You" on your list. Um, it was it was on there at first, and and nothing against the tune, right? And I was trying to like, I was trying to stay away from, you know, some of their their more popular songs, you know what I mean? But then I then I was like, you know, you know fuck it, who cares if it's popular? You know what I mean? Like a jam to jam, um, not that it's not a, a a fucking great tune, and it's um, yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. Uh, I kind of took a break from the Foo Fighters there for a little bit after um, Color and the Shape. Um, And then that was their lead single, right, when they went. So uh, that was kind of like the resurgence for me to say, oh, fuck, okay, let's see here. Um, But yeah, like still it's still a great song. Um, And uh, it probably would have been on my list. It probably would have been like a 10. Um, But yeah, I think my selection is probably going to be a little bit more... uh, bit more b-side more eclectic with the exception of a a couple maybe
0: okay all right so now go to my number 10 uh and i believe this is the only representation on my list from the debut album self-titled uh and that is alone plus easy targets
2: oh shit scratch
0: (laughs) nice um yeah this is one uh, well, wait, wait,
2: sorry, sorry, wait, okay, no, no, that is on my list. It's just and it's on 100. your list,
0: it's higher, yes. so, so then that's a skip,
2: yeah, okay, skip, skip. All
0: right, so now, so that now we go to your 10.
2: Um, my 10 was, uh, oh Jesus, uh, it was everlong.
0: Uh, that is a uh, skip, that's okay. a skip,
2: that's a skip, okay, figured as much. Okay. <laughs> that's a double
0: skip, <laughs> that's a double skip. all right, Doug, you're nine.
1: Uh, all right, so. Uh this song I've been in love with since the day I heard it. Uh and I had to put it on my list uh no matter what. It's it means something more to me. Uh it's a representation of my mom uh who is the person that I uh that I I used to look up to. Uh, I still respect her very much, but uh still to this day she she will always be someone who is my hero. Boom. Uh yeah. Uh, it's 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 a representation of a you know a boy and his father normally, but for me, it's a representation of my mom who was a single parent growing up, and like she literally gave me all as as much as she could, uh, and it's something that I respect, and it's it will forever be a song for me that is uh, a representation of childhood growing up and looking up to someone and realizing that they're not you know necessarily uh, invincible but realizing that they do the best that they can. Uh, I, I love this song. Everyone on my top 10 is, is very much uh, embedded in me for emotional reasons uh, my hero among all. So I really love this song. I think it's uh, one of my favorite songs uh, well obviously one of my favorite songs but uh, it has a special meaning for me.
0: Nice. Um, I th- this also, this did not make my list um, and it's I think it's more so just because it got it got overplayed uh quite a bit and it sort of just lost a little bit of value for me and it also i think it kind of get mixed mixed in with best of you um i know that i have i have confused them myself from 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 time to time so i think it just kind of loses it in terms of, in terms of like how it stands out from the rest of their uh, of their discography uh but joey you also do not have uh my hero on your list
2: it was in my top twenty for sure, um, and kind of for the same reason as you, man. It's it, was, it uh, you know reminds me of my dad. My dad used to jam up to this tune too. But same same thing with Brooklyn, man. It's just like I worked in I worked in you know fucking top forty radio, you know classic rock radio, and it just they they shove this fucking tune down your throat. Not that it's a bad <laughs> song by any means, you know what I mean. Goodness. But I mean like you can only hear that drum fucking intro. You know what I mean, <laughs> and it's great. It's fucking, it's great. You know what I mean. It's just like it's like it's like auditory cocaine. You know what I mean. It's fucking, it's a fantastic song. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just like I don't know, man. And I it kind of lasted a little bit. I don't know if you guys remember this, but this would have been back to late May. I can't remember the the year, but um, Dave was Dave and the boys were on Howard Stern. And uh, they, he did an acoustic rendition of the song. And there was just this really awkward conversation where Howard was like, this song's about Kurt Cobain. I don't know if you guys remember that. I remember. It, it was, yeah.
0: And Dave was like,
2: uh, no, man, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's actually not. You know but, and then but howard just kept pushing it you know and he was just like no no it's 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 got to be about kirk of he's like well if you want to take it that way so it just kind of ruined the song for me you know what i mean i i, I hate i when people do that you know
0: i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure on the live album he dedicates it to his sister uh vanessa if i'm not if i'm not mistaken
2: you could be right in that man yeah. i don't know um, but Oh, yeah, I just All you right. know I wish I wish I kind of wish Dave would just lose that whole association to Nirvana. It's like, look, I get it, you know, but fucking '96 was a long time ago, guys.
0: Yeah, like, <laughs> uh, you know, shit, ha- or
2: '94. I think it
0: 94? okay, 94. so yeah, I think I think he had that closure with. Um, Oh my god, that song from Wasted Light. It's out on my it's out on my list. It's which is why I'm talking about it now. It's um with Chris Novoselic, whenever he comes on ba- features on base. Uh what's it called? Uh, oh my god. Um I um, not gonna
2: die. You um, may, Oh, um uh hold on. I should have known? Yeah, I should have known. I okay, think that okay. was
0: his I think that was his closure for 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 Nirvana. There's a lot of symbolism into like how he sort of like looks at the band now. Um, But yeah, we'll move on now to my number nine. Uh, And actually speaking of wasting Light, this is also from wasting Light. I did not like this song at first. uh, And then it grew on me over time. uh, And that is rope.
2: Fantastic tune, man.
0: Yeah. So I originally didn't like this. I think it was because it, I associated it with the, the dead mouse mix that they also had on like, I think it was the the deluxe version. And I was just like, I always associated with that. And that isn't particularly great. But then as I had come back to it over the last year or so, I didn't realize how much uh, is going on, like technically in terms of like how crisp, how crisp it is. Cause I thought it was just kind of like like a, like a slur or like a chug, but it's very like very crisp, very clean and then you have uh then you have that like interlude in between the second chorus and uh I believe it's like a repeat of the third chorus, and man it's just its just a it's a jam it's it's a it's a great way to rock it was one of the greatest like intro riffs I think um of their catalog uh but yeah it's just a, a great song
2: and wasting light I believe that' someone that's the record that cut to tape I think is it not
0: uh yes yeah
2: yeah yeah I mean you're that's always one that they have- made
1: documentary about
2: yeah, you like, know they kinda and that was when they, they did that whole like garage days resurgence or whatever where they were like touring yeah. garages and shit. Yeah. See that, that whole that whole idea, that whole concept is, is pretty fucking killer. And I mean who cuts the tape anymore? Nobody. You know? Nobody. No one. No
1: one. And it's a You wanna know why?
2: Because it's, it's so expensive, expensive. <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> no
1: record label is like, yeah, let me go ahead yeah, and no. let you cut the tape. Uh no, when it costs you almost three thousand to take, uh no, it's not worth it
2: exactly it's pro twos for you <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah uh doug what are your thoughts on uh, on rope
1: uh i like rope um for me it's not my favorite off of wasting lights um i have a song on my list that i like a little bit more but i do think it's a solid song i think it's probably got one like you said one of their best intros on that song uh but uh, we were on a uh, jam session. You know my music taste. You could probably guess the song that I like off this album. <laughs> I'm
0: pretty sure I know what it is. Um, but yeah. Um, all right, Joey, let's go to your nine.
2: My number nine is... Get, I didn't have them in any particular order here. I'm down two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine. Uh, number nine for me would be Monkey Wrench. Uh,
1: Did that's, not make my list. That's, yeah. that's a skip, uh,
2: but it's my eight so
1: oh well
0: then perfect let's
1: talk about (laughs) it let's do it
2: there we go um so yeah i don't don't really know i don't really have a particular reason why i fucking like this song i think it was because like it was the only foo fighter song that i played when i was on the radio that didn't fucking hate you know um and it's just i don't know it's like a nostalgic thing for me you know i mean reminds me of high school you know um you know what I mean? Like I don't think you necessarily need a reason to like fucking dig a jam. You just if you dig it, you dig it. If you don't dig it, then just keep on digging what you dig, you know what I mean? Like but yeah, I don't that's that's not uh that's not the best answer in the world, guys. But I just fucking I just like it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. With it. It's yeah. Fucking- uh, <laughs> so,
0: so why I like Bucky Wrench is that it uh it's on it was on Guitar Hero 2, um whenever whenever it came out. Uh so I jammed the fuck out of that. Again, great intro. That bridge part that's done in one take. Uh, thank you, Jim Green, for telling me that whenever, whenever we first did this. Um, but I think what I like about Monkey Wrench is that they sort of kept that that uh, style for that song, and then they would actually like they would actually take that to later albums. In particular, um, A Matter of Time, I think, is like the spiritual successor to Monkey Wrench. They're um, they're arranged very similarly, and yeah, they're they're just they're just great songs. Like, what guitar player didn't want to learn that that intro? I think yeah, Color uh, in
2: the, color and the my, Shape definitely had a, a, a killer vibe over it, the whole record, you know. I love that my, era of Foo Fighters.
1: My guitarist did not want to learn this. Uh-huh. This was the first cover song that we chose to play uh, in my first high school band, my freshman year high school band. Uh, we were like, yeah, let's play some Foo Fighters. I'm like, let's play Monkey Wrench. Fucking go like, big or go home, You're, dog. You're a dickhead, Doug. And I was like, let's do it. i like you get, you get into this song and it's just so angsty and punk. And it's like without, without fully being punk, like still having that real rock and roll vibe to it. But it, it, there's certain parts of this song that feel like a punk rock song. And it's, it's so badass uh, I remember playing this uh, and just seeing people jump out of their seats. And I'm like, man, I feel like I'm Dave Grohl right now. So let's continue this vibe. Uh, no, but it, there's something about this song which will always stay in my top 10 just because of nostalgia, high school. It reminds me of high school. Uh, it's a few years before I went to high school, six to be exact. But I, I still genuinely love this song, and I love just rocking out to it in the car. This is a song that you could rock out into the car, and people will think that you're crazy, uh, just being honest. <laughs>
0: Uh yeah, I, I, absolutely. Um all right, we'll go to uh go to my number eight. Uh this is my loan representation from uh, Sonic Highways. This is actually on my list uh when we first did the show at number two, but it dropped down to number eight. Uh and it is it's kind of a cheat. Uh subterranean slash I am a river.
2: Ah uh-huh
0: they kind of have to play hand in hand like that kind of has to play back to back like if you play one without the other it just kind of feels Doesn't empty really, yeah
2: yeah
0: i like subterranean about like in, in terms of like how eerie it gets and i like i like that side of 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 david the boys um there's a really nice counter melody that you get from the bass in between um sorry i guess it would be in the in the pre-course and i love that about um Whatever his na- whatever his name is, so I'll look it up in a second. But I love that he he doesn't just stick to playing like the root notes. He kind of moves all over the place and really sort of fills out fills out the song where um, where it needs to be. And then whenever you have that transition from Subterranean from I, I Am a River, sort of like slows down and it has that sound from Subterranean transi- transition transitions over into this much more bright song and then like then the ending to I Am the River and essentially the album itself. Uh, I think Dave actually arranged that one in particular like he was con- sort of controlling the violins as they were recording and like what a great sort of like j- just a clash um and a great sort of like last hurrah for the album. Um, that I used to love a lot It used to be my number one album but it's sort of dropped down I would say probably like 5 or 6 now. Uh, but still uh but, but still still a great one overall.
2: I think that was from was that not from his visit to Seattle or was it
0: uh I think it was
2: yeah I can't I can't remember but uh that whole um I wish they'd do another one I thought they did I thought there was another thing in the works
0: um well there was the I'm not sure if that collection Um, Stuff from like from this year and last year because there's a cup, there's a bunch of like I don't know if it's like EPs or if it's just like single and double tracks, uh, but it's a combination of original music plus, um, plus some like live recordings from different shows.
2: Yeah, I saw there's a whole bunch of those weird demos or whatever that keep popping up, right? Then there's like dated, all weird, like numbered and shit. So, but yeah, I think they I wish they would do another series of that because there's something like it kind of like if you're a Foo Fighters fan, it just gives you an extra thing to kind of latch onto you know like once you know the story behind a song it kind of takes on a different meaning you know so yeah. that whole uh, series was was fucking fantastic
0: yeah i remember i remember last time i did this uh jim was actually quite fond of uh in the clear uh, yeah so i think that was that one was done in new orleans it had the very like jazz Cajun style uh and that one is also a great one i think if i didn't have subterranean then it's probably in the clear uh as a favorite song from that album uh doug what are your thoughts on uh
1: Um, yeah, no, I wanted to include something on Sonic Highway. Um, I just, um, I wasn't entirely sure if it could beat out my top 10. Uh, but if I were to put anything, it probably would be uh, subterranean. I just really dig the eeriness of the entire song. Like it's, it's like they have certain parts that they dip into these weird, uh, like kind of, kind of alternative, uh, alternative like chords. And it's like just weird to hear, but it's like real soothing at the same time. It's like, what are you doing to me, Dave Grohl? Uh, <laughs> stop tantalizing my ears with this beautiful sound. Um, but I, I very much, uh, my style of music, my style of play now is like very much like emo revival, math math rock. So like, I enjoy I enjoy the odd, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah,
2: totally. <laughs> All right,
0: uh, now we go to Joey for your
2: my number eight, I had Saint Cecilia.
0: That yeah. almost made my list. It was in my short list.
2: It's uh yeah, and it was just, I think it was just because it was kind of like a silver lining, if you could call it that, to the whole Paris thing. Um yeah. you know what I mean? Like that was a, plus, it's got I don't know if you guys remember the band Radish. Do you guys ever hear Radish? No, no? uh so anyway, there was this they were like this sugar metal band from back. Anyway, so Ben Queller um the lead singer of radish was did some backing vocals on this song which was and i kind of picked it up right away and i was like that sounds like a good quote so yeah it uh and this kind of has a a, a kind of a different meaning or weird meaning for me because this is a song that i fought tooth and nail to get on the radio when i was on um and i it, it took a lot of doing um because it wasn't necessarily considered a hit by any means but um i just thought it was a fitting thing to play um so yeah, it kinda has a little bit of a sentimental value to me too.
0: Um, yeah, so this would be off of the St. Cecilia EP yep. Yep. that came out that came out in between Sonic Highways and uh and Concrete and Gold. Uh great collection of songs. This is this is a this is a great one. I think this is this is a great this is a great example in terms of that transition, especially from from Sonic Highway to, to Concrete and Gold, mm-hmm. uh, very very transitional, I guess. In that way, um, Iron Rooster is, an, is is another great one. I kind of like how that one is like super chill. Um, but this one, it would it it had that it had that mix, but it also had a little bit of flair from like Echo Silence, Patience and Grace, mm-hmm. and a couple couple of those songs there. Uh, just it, this would also be another great song. Um, To introduce somebody to Foo Fighters, as well, I think it's a sort of like that, that like median sort of sound that everybody sort of draws to. Um, But Doug, uh, what are your thoughts? Uh,
1: I really like this song. Um, Like I said, a lot of the songs that are on here, like really, like super, like right, right on my soul uh, kind of songs. Um, And this one was so close. the The intro for this song, where it's just dave and a palm guitar it's it's gorgeous i for something something that's so so simple yet so heavy uh it like not heavy as in like the style he's playing like just the emotional heaviness that from the words that he's saying uh, i really enjoy this song um I just couldn't find a spot for it on my top 10. (laughs) (laughs) I I love,
0: I love that emotion, especially whenever he goes into like, I think it's like in the later choruses. but there'll be times where he'll repeat a little bit, but they'll go into double time. Um, and that's whenever he really kicks things into gear. Uh, another another great example, I think of like how Dave can really like plush a song without it being like, without it being like rushed. Um, but let's go to uh let's go back to Doug for your set all
1: right so my seven uh, is these days
0: uh, ah. almost made yeah, my first. me too this
1: is such a all right so Brooklyn you've been <laughs> on a jam session guitar for me is like one of my favorite things and the <laughs> intro guitar on this is beautiful it's just like uh, it's so good. And the song carries through the entire song. All five minutes of it, of the gloriness, this this song just carries through. And I just I really enjoy uh the, the melody of this song. Uh Dave's vocals over that beautifully picked guitar. Uh sort of the same way as the previous song. It's it's just something that gets you right away. Uh, he, he has one of the most unique vocal uh Vocal organizations, I don't know if that's the correct word Uh, The way he organizes his vocals and the melodies that he puts out uh, His brain is just a work of art Um, And I just, I like hearing his different styles Because it goes from that real soft kind of like Na, 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 na to like when he opens up in other songs, it's like super great Um, But these days, uh, this is one of two, I think two one of two songs on "Wasted Life" that I have, um, and I think um, I think this this album. Uh, I wish I could have put more on air, but I had to pick the two that were kind of like right right there for me. And I think this is one of them. And I think I put a pretty pretty good spot on the list.
0: Uh, Joey, your thoughts on the, your thoughts of the song? Uh
2: yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, what what can you say that he just hadn't said? Uh, you know what I mean, it's like it's got a killer uh, killer intro and, um, yeah, man, I fucking it's a it's a fucking solid tune. It's you know when I was going through this whole catalog, it kind of reminded me that like th- they've never put out a bad single. If you think about it, like if you go back no. through the entire Foo Fighters history, they've never put out a bad single. I mean, they've never put out a bad record either. in My opinion, no. But like, <laughs> you know what I mean, and I and that's a rare thing. You know what I mean for a band to have that much longevity. You know, um, and the fact that you know that Dave doesn't make any excuses for anything. You know what I mean. Like if he wants to fucking do something completely different, he just does it. You know. Um, I, I think like he's how
0: he's the only person that you can really get away with breaking a leg uh, in the middle of a show yeah. and like, yeah, we're just we're just gonna keep playing. Yeah, who does
2: that? You know? Also, who put like who, like going back to Saint Cecilia, who puts out EP's anymore? Nobody fucking puts out EP's anymore. You know what I mean? Local local bands who can't afford Yeah. To cause put singles, out records. you know. Yeah. <laughs> singles make it a comeback. No, but it's, it's, it's like no bands do that anymore. And it's and what that says to me is like it kind of it it kind of puts like a stamp on, okay, they, these guys are an actual fucking band because like they don't worry about bullshit. They don't worry about like you know what I mean? They just get together and they make fucking tunes. And if they get a record out of it, they get a record out of it. And if they only get three songs of it, well, fuck it. Let's put it out. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, uh, they're just no must, no fuss, no coconuts. You know what I mean? They're just a straight ahead fucking rock and roll band. And that's what the world needs these days. There's not enough of that shit. Everybody's, like, pushing towards, like, let's get the Spotify single. Let's get the, do you know what I mean? But it's like, put it in EP. You know? Yeah.
0: Uh, I, I used to uh, I used to not like this song a lot uh, because this was, was featured on the uh, very very easily forgotten uh, rock band Blitz, uh, which was fucking horrendous. Wow. It had this song and and Ladies one week and another one. Uh, so I was trying to just get good at that game. So I played this song. I played this song probably like twenty times, and I just got tired of hearing it. And then going back to it it's just it's really cool in terms of like how they it's like they sort of build you up and then cut you back with, with the chorus cuz sort of because ha- Taylor sort of has that little that little fill and then you hear that one like guitar strum come in like do uh and that sort of sort of like has it sort of lays the groundwork for Dave Dave to come in um and then you have like the bass and it just it works works so great Foo Fighters are really good in terms of um in terms of layering everything and not have it be too like overcrowded or mushy uh, and this is a this is a great example uh for that song um they,
2: they know how to they know how to put out a radio single man you know yeah, they just you know yeah. what i mean like they know how to do, they know all the elements that you need And this that like these they got a hell of a lot of radio play man you know because it's a you know there's a reason why it fucking <laughs> made the circulation you know what i mean <laughs>
0: yeah all right we'll go to uh go to my number seven uh this is my actually my alone this is my loan representation from uh echo silence patience and grace and that is actually a raise replace uh-huh. so again it sort of fits with everything that we've been talking about um sorry brooklyn i missed what was the song a uh, raise replace
1: okay no okay. I don't have it sorry so I had uh, somebody call me real uh, quick I oh, should have messed up
0: yeah uh so yeah, everything we've been talking about great intro a great riff like this sort of chugs along and then right away attention uh pay attention uh and then you have the you have the chorus where it has like that sort of like wonky high pitched riff come back in uh and that chorus is just like you just hear it like I, I can imagine playing that live and you just hear the crowds like raise place and it's such a like such such a loud sort of uh sort of boom and it really sort of like comes at you head on. Uh Doug, uh what are your thoughts on the song?
1: Um I like this song. I'm not a huge fan of the song, but I like the song a lot. Um I just it's not for me. Uh there's a couple of foo song fighter songs that aren't for me, and this is just falls in that category.
2: Okay. Uh, uh yeah, echoes. Wasn't necessarily my favorite Foo Fighters record. Um, I don't know. For, for no particular reason. You know what I mean? It's not that it's a bad record, but there wasn't too many songs on there that kind of spoke to me. Um, but so, yeah, I mean, like, I, um, I'll i be honest. Like, I kind of, like, I bought this record when it came out, and I was like, oh, okay. And then, like, and I sold it, like, two weeks later. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> I traded it in. And I was like, yeah. If I can. So, like, I got nothing against it. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, like, actually, I think I might have gave it to my buddy. Um, But yeah, I kind of, I'll be honest, I kind of glanced over this record, like when we were doing the whole research, because I just knew like, eh. but you know, maybe it's worth, maybe it's worth going back and and, and giving another listen, you know what I mean? Like, could it just been, you know what I mean? You know how it just happens, you know, sometimes you just fucking, you don't, you don't click with something, you know?
0: Yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of, there's a lot on that record, because I know like whenever I had, because The Pretender was definitely the song that like sort of had really like got me like, so for you guys, you guys, how that was Monkey Wrench, Pretender, that, that was that for me in terms of like a resurgence, because like I had known of them like from playing on the radio, but yeah. then it was the Pretender, it was like, all right, we got to check out these guys, these guys beforehand, like what they were actually doing. Um,
1: Skip. yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, Skip. <laughs> so Pretender was not on my, li- on my list, actually, but I think we're on uh, Joey's number seven.
2: Ah, oh, okay. So this might be a little bit of a weird one, but uh, this is this is my one pick from Wasting Lights, White Limo. Oh, um
0: this is I, ax- okay. Yeah, I'll I'll save uh, save you for later. Go ahead. Okay.
2: <laughs> I just um just it just I I love this song because it just reminds everybody that Dave Grohl is a fucking savage, and people a lot of people don't know or forget that he was the drummer in Scream.
0: Um, was yeah.
2: And uh, I just I, lo- I love when 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 fucking Dave just goes balls out and shit, you know what I mean? Because a lot of people know him for like you know the pretender shit, you know what I mean? Like big me and all that kind of stuff. But It's like let's make no fucking let's not forget, man. Dave Grohl's a fucking <laughs> Dave Grohl's a heavy like a, a hardcore fucking punk, you know what I mean? Like so what? It's something just beautiful about when the when like they rip into like those fucking just like guttural like. Nut kicking fucking riffs, you know what I mean? I just it's like, yes, thank you. <clears throat>
0: uh, Doug, your thoughts on uh, on Weight Uh,
1: Wait Limo is great, it makes me want to punch somebody in the face, exactly. Uh, I love songs like that occasionally where you come in and you're just like, uh, yeah, I want to be in a pit right now, let's open this bitch up. <laughs> um, uh, don't know if we're allowed to curse on this. Sorry if we're not. Oh, oh, uh, <laughs> alright <to> <laughs> 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 But no, I absolutely love this song. I think, um, I think this is probably result, you know, getting this, you know, grunge and heavier stuff in. Like, it's like, yeah, don't forget, I grew up on the punk scene. uh I toured on a bunch of basement shows on uh, a bunch of punk for punk rock yeah. venues, and I kicked ass while doing it. Exactly, uh, I, toured so I toured the country in forget. a shitty
2: van <laughs> eating Pep and shed, You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> The guy knows what he's doing. Let's not forget, like, Dave Grohl fucking co-wrote School. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Nirvana song, School, but that's, like, one of the fucking most angsty fucking tunes ever written. You know what I mean? Um, I just, yeah, I just, you know, a lot of people know Dave from the Foo Fighters. and Oh, it's Dave Grohl. He's, like, the goofy guy from the Foo Fighters. You know, it's like, no, he's actually, he's also, like, one of the best songwriters and fucking guitar players and drummers in the fucking world.
1: Um,
2: them, them uh, yeah. he's kept balls,
1: he's, a, man. he's just an overall great musician.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. We, we forget that he doesn't just play guitar and yeah. sing. <laughs>
0: um, yeah. So this is actually my least favorite song on Wasting Lights. Um, That's I awesome. often skip it. The music is great. I love it. I don't like I'm not a, m- a massive fan of like this side of this side of Dave. I just find he like it's great, like, he's angsty and shit, but I find that he sort of loses a bit of control. But there is a song from that collection of, like, demos or whatever called FFL, Fat yeah. Fucking Lie, which yeah. I think would be perfect for, like, where White Limo is, or you could, or if you even just had it alongside with White Limo. It's only two and a half minutes, uh, but it's great. It's that same thing, sort of like, fuck you, I don't care, very punk sort of uh, mentality. Uh, but I but it, hey it's a it's a great album great song like I understand why people like it it's just not my not my cup of tea. Um, let's go to uh, go to Doug now for your six. Uh, my six is Everlong. Uh, that is a skip. Okay. All right. So fair. Now yeah. <laughs> very fair. Uh, so now we go to my six, uh, and this is my lone representation from Concrete Gold. Uh, that is Arrows.
2: Uh, okay. That was his yeah. second single, right? I think that was his second uh, single. I was, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, so I didn't like this album whenever it first came out, um, but it grew on me over time. I obviously run, I think, was sort of like the the wake up for everybody, being like, okay, uh, Foo Fighters are kind of back. Um, a lot of people love Sky as a Neighborhood. I wasn't a huge fan of this. Um, Sunday Rain is, a, is another great one. But then you have Arrows. And I think this is ultimately the sound that they were trying to go for on, on Sonic Highways. And they finally perfected it with, with arrows. Um, I, like how, um, I like how it kind of sort of drags out in the, in the chorus. He sort of lets notes, notes hang. Um, and then it's, think it's in the second chorus. He just kind of does the... Uh, I wouldn't call it gang vocals, but he just he just sort of sort of screams for, for for a little while, and it fits so well w- w- with the song. Um, but yeah, what do you guys think about Eros? Uh, uh,
1: yeah, um, I thoroughly enjoy this song. Uh, it's still kind of new for me to put it on my top ten. Uh, I have to. I want to listen to the album. Uh, some more. Um, I do like this guy's Neighborhood. I do like that song. I think it's a little bit of an outside like a uh, little outside food land, uh, Foo Fighters. Um, I almost said Foo Fighter Land, uh, but <laughs> Foo Fighters. Uh, but Airs is a great song. I think it has this really great build up to it um, throughout the entire song. And it just keeps you kind of going through the entire song. And uh, the drum beat is the most memorable part for me right now. Cause I just keep remembering. And it's just like hitting you every time it's like, no, listen to what I'm saying, listen to what I'm saying. But I, I really do like errors. Uh, a couple more times listening through, I probably could put like uh, one or two of these songs, at least in the top 15 for me.
2: Yeah. Uh Joey uh there's one particular line in this song that kind of sells me on it and it's like the f- third maybe chorus i think and it goes something like arrows in her eyes and fear where her heart should be i don't know if i'm talking about it. okay um, yeah but uh, yeah i'm a lyrics guy so like i just thought that was a great fucking line the first time i heard it um I, I, this was like this was in consideration to be like be, um but I don't know I can you, like you keep going back and forth and shit you know what I mean and I'm like because cause I like to like one particular well I mean the songs great but I like like one particular song I like I listen to it just to hear that line cuz I'm a fucking weirdo so I'm like is that enough to put it on the list no but um yeah that's this is another record that I kind of got into because um yeah Sky's neighborhood was was a big radio single for them and you know I was I was happy to be able to play it cuz it was a new song instead of Kim Mitchell all day so It kind of grew on me, you know. Um, Are you saying
0: that you didn't want to go for a soda?
2: No, I do. I (laughs) know. Yeah, I I met Kim Mitchell, and just he's an asshole. He's a fucking asshole. Oh, really? Yeah, he's. I we we don't have to get into that. We won't get into that. That's terrible. Sorry to the Kim Mitchell fans out there, but fucking, I would not go for a soda with Kim Mitchell. He's.
0: I don't know if anybody in this community has heard of Kim Mitchell, so you might be safe. Good,
2: good. Good. You're not missing anything. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right uh so now we go to uh joey for your six
2: number six i had end over end from in your honor
0: i i, I figured this was coming i i think you had mentioned i think you had mentioned it before and i'm like all right i need to listen to this and figure out what it's about didn't make my list but it's a great song about tell us about this
2: um this this was my favorite i don't know like a lot of people are kind of on the fence about this record because it's like double you know what i mean like it's like it's got it's like their electric side and the acoustic side. Both are fucking great. I just thought um, this was the first um, like record, like record, record, like album, like LP vinyl that I bought from the Foo Fighters. Um, so that it kind of has like a sentimental thing for me, you know. Um, but yeah, I just like that that whole first side of that record. Like, I have three songs in my in the top in my top like five. Um, from In Your Honor, and then over in this is number five. Um, but again, I'm a lyrics guy, right? And I like the composition of the song. Um, I like the guitar riff in the fucking song. Um, I just think it's a fucking jam. I think it's a fucking Dave Grohl, Mayor jam Jamtown, on this one. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, this...
0: the The chorus is so damn catchy. And, uh, cause that's like, that's probably the thing that I, that I remember the most. And it's just like end over end, end over end. I'm circling. Enjoy. And then it's like one more time. Yeah. Um, and it just, do- it's double time the whole way. Um, and yeah, it's a great one from that, from that rock side. Uh, but there's, uh, actually, w- there's one more in particular that I would put higher over, uh, over end over end. Um, but, uh, Doug, what are your thoughts on, on the song? Uh,
1: I like the song a lot. It's a great way to end the electric side of the album. Um, I put my favorite uh, "In Your Honor" song on the uh, uh, on my top ten, um, but I think this. I think you're very right. It has that super cocky rock feel during the chorus, where it's like, "Bam, bam, bam." It's like a, it's like a Mick Jagger kind of walk. You could, you could picture if you could picture Dave Grohl doing a Mick Jagger walk during the that song. Oh, we definitely uh, would. Uh, it's definitely got like a Rolling Stone kind of feel, like during that. It's got that old rocky, you know, rock sound to it, where it's like it's got the bop, and I really enjoy it. Um like i said i put my favorite on the on the list but this this song could probably make the top 15 for me because it's really good i enjoy it i like the way that they ended their electric side of the album their acoustic side is it's it's still good but the rock the like the full electric sound is like where it's at in this album
2: yeah
0: all right uh so now we go to your five
1: cool my five comes off the 2002 album one by one uh and it's times like these
0: uh that is a yeah. skip Cool. <laughs> I am glad to hear that. All right. So now we go to my, my number five, and we are uh, we are sticking with in your honor. Um, I hope this gets skipped, but I, but I will be surprised if it doesn't. Uh, one of the rare Taylor Hawkins uh, song songs, uh, "Cold Day in the Sun." Ah, uh, you bastard! This is like the perfect spoofighter song to just. Go in the car, roll the windows down. You know, just go for that for that nice long drive. It's like, what if Food Fighters wanted to do an Eagles tune? Um, <laughs> and that this is essentially that in "Cold in Cold Day in the Sun." Um, not a lot of casual fans know that Taylor sings, and he's great. Like I mentioned before, "Sunday Rain" uh, mm-hmm. is, is is another good one. Um, but it's such such a laid back, chill song. Like, what? Yeah, yeah, great song. This a joint too, I would say
2: that's it's it's great that you that you put that on there too. Uh, i I was thinking about it too, because it is uh, I do love the song, but I was like, I don't know if it's gonna take away from the fact that it's like, is it still kind of like a, you know what I mean, like is it a foo Fighters tune if if Dave's not singing, you know what I mean? like kind of crossed my mind a couple times th- and like of course, obviously it is, you know what I mean yeah. um, but that's that's kind of the only reason why I didn't like consider it. I was like, uh, okay, because it is kind of like a that's I mean, because that's the thing like that's what Taylor's kind of known for, you know what I mean? It's like. Um yeah, so I mean it's uh I don't I really I don't really have anything like fucking um like I, witty or smart to say about it because it's a, it's just a fucking like you said, it's like the Eagles were trying to do an, it's like uh the Foo Fighters trying to do an Eagles too. That's a yeah. perfect analogy.
0: I think this is I think this is also one of the only times, more than I think about it now, one of the only times that you hear a twelve string uh in a in a food fighter song with that intro. Uh but Doug, yeah. what are your thoughts on this?
1: Uh all right regardless of what I just said with the uh, (laughs) with the electric side being a bop like a total bop I actually do like the song Um, I think you're 100% right with it being that kind of open road song there's a song that's on my list that covers that um later down the line uh it reminds me of a uh kind of tom petty and the heartbreak moment like with the, like the kind of like like that pop. but there's another song on my list that reminds me of the same thing that i actually put on for like road trips it's one of my road trip songs uh and it's it's on my list
2: but i, I great pick great
0: pick yes. seriously all right uh so we go to joey for your five
2: my five uh one two three oh shit i'm all fucked up now um yeah, so number okay, well I guess this is technically my number four because I had uh, right. so anyway, D O A. Uh
0: was on my short list. All of us was on. was on my short list, too. good song.
2: Yeah, that sums it up perfectly, man. No, I don't know. It's <laughs> like it's like um, it's just a fucking I don't know. Um but, uh, I don't know, man. I think I just like it's it's just another one of those songs so that just kind of gets you like makes you want to punch your grandma in the face, you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> It's yeah, auditory cocaine. You know what I mean? Like it's just like you can't not want to fucking smash something when you listen to it. And sometimes you just need to smash it. You know.
0: Um, it kind of reminds me of Hey Johnny Park, and um, in, in that's in that sound in terms of like how sort of like staccato, I guess, and like how how clean the song is. They don't really like let any notes sort of sort of drag in. Yeah. And then. Spoiler you alert. Have- yeah. And then you have that uh, and then you have that chorus and then that's when they sort of like open everything up, uh, and then they have that sort of and then they go right back right back into that. And I think it gives it a nice sort of like fresh sort of sound that keeps it keeps things lively. Uh but Doug, your thoughts on uh, DOA?
1: I owe Dave Grohl like my entire album sales because like uh, one of the songs that I wrote uh, involves this very structured uh, guitar part that sounds not chord wise, but uh, the nat, na 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 nat, 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 nat uh, that whole pause and the, you know, how you play guitar because you squeeze the fretted parts and it like pauses yeah. in and uh, I very much owe Dave Grohl uh, some money on that. Um, because he definitely when I covered D.O.A., I was like, I like how this guitar sounds. I'm gonna find different chords to make sound good. I like it. Uh no, but DOA is a great song. It definitely is a uh as as they say on next Friday, taste so good, make you want to slap your mama. Hey mama, what?
2: Smack.
0: <laughs> smack, audio smack.
2: Five fingers shade of the face. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right uh so now we go to doug for your four
1: okay my four is my last song off of wasting light and that's walk
2: nice. did
0: not make my list
1: uh so this there's a lot of a lot of stuff that i listen to that just like it it hits me in the feels like makes me think about like kind of like life in general and like where I'm at and everything like that. And you'll notice a lot of the songs that are on my food fighters top 10 are very much right in the, you know, right in the heart. Like, is like I don't know what it is about Dave Grohl and speaking to my soul, but there's something that man does it speaks to my soul really well. Um, and, and just like the lines of the song, uh, it, it, it's when you listen to it, it's like it's really haunting and it makes you think about where you've been and where you're going to be, you know, and where you hope to be. So I, it, for me, a lot of my songs are always about that, except for my number three. Uh, the reason that it's my number three is because of something that's completely different and just has to involve with the music video.
0: Uh, oh shit, yeah. <laughs> all right. Um but yeah, uh this yeah, this closes Wasted Lights. Um it got this is their first single uh, from the album. Got a lot of got a lot of radio play. Um but it's uh it's a great way to close the album. It's sort of like that uh it's it's a way to release like all the energy that you had built up from all the from all the all the other songs. Um and just the way that the verse uh is arranged because it's sort of like it's it starts at A and then like it walks down, but then they go up for, um, I think it's like uh, it's like a D minor or like an E or something. Something like
1: it. that. But yeah,
0: it's like walk down, walk down, walk down, hit that one note up, and then back to A. Um, yeah, and it's I just I, I like that, and I think that not not necessarily that progression, but just how they sort of like mix things up in songs is um, is. Done beaut- is, is executed beautifully, I guess, in here. Uh, but Joey, uh, your thoughts on Walker?
2: I uh, this from this particular record. This is the one that I thought had the most Butch Vig on it. I don't know if that makes any sense to you. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just it just kind of reminded me. It just like that, um, it, like Butch Vig just just like mean, the riff is fucking unreal, right? But Butch just kind of has a sound that he kind of like. It's like a signature kind of a thing, like in his mix and shit. Um, but I'm probably with uh, I'm probably with Doug too because like if I'm not mistaken, I think this the video for this is like it's like an homage to that fucking uh, Michael Douglas movie where yeah. he goes where he goes fucking postal. Um,
1: uh, uh, Fifteen minutes, right?
2: 15 or no, uh, it's uh, traffic
1: falling down. Oh, falling down. Okay, falling down. I think
2: yeah. So I yeah, that's like so yeah. I, I get that. I remember when I when I saw it, I was like, oh, it's like that fucking uh, it's like Michael Douglas or whatever when he goes nuts and shoots everybody um but yeah this is um it's a it's a fucking fantastic record man this I don't, and i don't know why i don't have more songs from this record on my list um but yeah i don't know man it's just uh i think prop i think a lot of this is going to go back to the fact that i used to work on radio you know what i mean and like
1: makes sense <laughs> you know what i mean
2: like you just you can yeah. only hear something so many times but kind of before it kind of like starts to lose its charm a little bit you know um, but yeah it's still a yeah. fucking great song, you know. It's it's hard to kind of break down a song like
0: that, you know. Yeah. All right. Uh so now we go to uh to go to my number four. Um, and I feel like this might be where the puck stops with Everlong.
1: Yeah. There's yeah. only three of us, it stops all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. all right. yeah.
0: So uh I've actually I picked a live version uh from oh, okay. Skin, for Skin and Bones. Um there are every every male and female who has ever been to open mic in the last 10 years um, has played this song in particular this version I was, jo- I was joking to somebody the other day and it's like as somebody who used to go to open mic three times a week I am required by law to know at least the first verse and the chorus of the song because you hear it every time you go um, it's all, like it's almost like a wagon wheel where it's almost cliche to play but I think that people are a little more happier if you play Everlong over wagon wheel um, but just it's, it, it, it gets the feels and like the, i like the live version. Um, you just get, you get, you get everybody like the rock version is great, but I think this is the one where it's like, it got played so much and I think, and everybody's like, yeah, Everlong is, is the greatest song. Don't get me wrong. Phenomenal song. I just got tired of it. And the acoustic version was sort of like a breath of fresh air, um, for uh, but what do you guys think about Everlock? I, I know Doug had it on his list. Joey, did you have it on yours?
2: I did, yeah. Yeah, um,
0: he, he said it before us.
2: It was <laughs> number, yeah. I think it was nine. I think I had it on. Okay,
0: so go to Doug first and then to go to Jimmy.
1: Uh, so my pop punk band used to play this song every show, uh, <laughs> but no, uh. I genuinely love this song. Uh, whenever I hear people do covers of it, I always I'm like uh, I always am super critical because we would like practice this song like every practice and be like, no, it's got to be perfect. Uh, and then I just be like, you messed up a note there, you messed up a note there. <laughs> You're really pitchy right there. Uh, your your drummer's off time. Um, <laughs> but no, I I genuinely love this song. It's got it's got probably the most uh, maybe maybe the most singability to get a crowd involved because everybody knows this song and it makes you feel good at times, yeah. um, to get a crowd really involved. Um, it's either that or sugar we're going down. Uh, those are the two songs that you play in pop punk bands. Uh, <laughs> you get the most sing along ability. Uh, but no, I really enjoy the song itself is it's, it's a bop. Um, I think it's probably, uh, probably the most well-known song too i think um but be uh besides that i i think that structurally and the guitars on this is it's really like punch you in the face kind of like right there and i'm i i love the energy of the song
0: uh
2: joey well i think there's a reason why this song gets shoved down people's throats do you know what i mean because it's a great fucking song there's nothing not good about this song you know um i kind of debated whether or not i was going to put it on the list because it's kind of a cliche but it's a cliche for a reason right great things are fucking great um truth speak
1: your truth
2: there's there's (laughs) nothing anybody who shits on this song number one like what do you like okay what do you like okay you're cool okay you don't like everlong of course you fucking like everlong Show there's, me you know the I mean?
1: where you got hurt.
2: Well, exactly, man. It's like this shit that like it, it came in the mail with samples of Tide. You know what I mean? Like everybody knows <laughs> this song because it's fucking unbelievable. And I think that like the, like the thing about this song is like for whatever reason, people just relate to it. It means so many different things. I think there's so many different people. It's kind of like it's like it's like if the Foo Fighters wrote a Beatles song, it would be Everlong. Do you know what Not I mean?
0: Wrong. Yeah, I can see that. Do you, you know
2: what I mean? Wrong. It's like, it's kind of like they're, it's kind of like their yesterday. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's like their moment. It's like, this is, we like, okay. we did something great. You know what I mean?
1: Or, hey, Jude.
2: Yeah, <laughs> like it will never go away. And that's okay. Like it, it because sh- it should be around. Like kids should listen to this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's,
0: yeah. All right. We'll go, uh, Joey, we'll go to your, your four or your three.
2: I think we're on three, maybe. Maybe three.
0: Three? Um,
2: so another, this is another one from In Your Honor. We're going back to it. No way back. It's just um
0: This a- one oh almost. <laughs> it was on my last list, but it didn't make it, it didn't make the second uh, dust.
2: It just fucking slaps, man. The first time I heard this, I was like, Yep, this is it. This is my this is my damn. This is my fucking t-. um I I listened to it like I still listen to the song at least like in the shower once a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's it was- just like yeah, it's it's it gives me awkward boners, man. It's just it's a dick card song. Do you know what I mean? Like this ah yeah. oh, I just fucking du- yeah. and then oh, the chorus is
0: like yeah. uh, it's just like it's just kind of like head down, like obviously I can't 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 head can't head big with the lack of hair, but um but yeah, it's just balls to the wall. Uh Doug, what do you think of No Way Back?
1: Uh, i remember seeing them in concert when they did this uh song and it's so good it's their live version of this song is such a bop like oh god i i regret not putting it on my list um but i i looked out on my list and i'm like where would I put it because for me a lot of like the emotional stuff is there uh or, or the like super nostalgia stuff but i still remember seeing them in concert and this song is probably off this album my favorite that they do live next yeah even next to best of you i think this one's probably live version is 10 times better it's so good
2: it's one of those songs where like if they play like if this is if this is an opening track to a concert so good. you're like we're in for a fucking good night you know we're like, in you know,
0: for a ride
2: it's just this is good this is we're in a good place we're in a happy place right now
0: um all right we'll go to doug now for your three
1: okay my three uh as i mentioned before uh a music video got me to watch, sit down and watch this. I didn't even know it was a Foo Fighters song because I've, I didn't watch music videos all like that. And I didn't know it was the Foo Fighters until like much later in my life. Uh, it came off their '99 album. Uh, There's nothing left to lose, and it's uh, "Learn to Fly." Uh, this yeah. has a special appearance by Tenacious D, which is another one of my favorite rock groups of all time. I don't care what you say. Yes, they're comedy, but they have bots. Don't don't test me. Uh, anyway, uh, "Learn to Fly" is such a great fucking song, though. Like the whole the whole song is great, but Dave Grohl as a stewardess on a plane uh give me more of it uh him as a a pilot on a plane i just want to see him act in a film uh just do he doesn't have to speak he's just the character (laughs) silent character he's mr bean give him the mr bean role um but no this uh the reason why it's so high on my list is is because of the music video uh the song is absolutely a bop i love the song but the music video from my childhood. I was twelve years old when this album dropped. Like this is very still vivid in my head as one of my favorite musicals of uh, musicals. One of my favorite music videos of the nineties. Uh, just because I think it's 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 such a good, it's such a good music video and it's such a good song. Um, it starts off just coming in with that like right off the bat and it, it hits. Um, I absolutely love this song. I'm sorry, I talked a little bit too long.
0: No, it kind of starts off as like this generic three-chord song, but then it kind of opens up in the chorus and the uh, the bridge. Um, But I actually associate this song with another song from the next out from the, from like the album after us, um, they kind of, they kind of go hand in hand and actually have it as my number three, but you'll be hearing about it in a little bit. uh. But this is, yeah, it's a, it is a, it is, a, it is a great song. Um, I don't know if you guys remember about that time. I think it was in Venice or it was some, some city in Italy where a thousand of them played, learned played, learn to fly. Yeah. uh, And just like, yeah, it was essentially just just a song dialed to a thousand in terms of like you could hear pro- you could hear every single vocalist, every single guitar. Um, yeah, uh, Joey, um, uh, what are your thoughts on uh, on Learn to Fly?
2: This uh, this this is a, this would be another nostalgia thing for me because it reminds me of the days when much music actually played fucking music, um, <laughs> and like music videos because because like kids these days don't. I don't, you know what I mean. I sound like an old man, but like kids these days, but like they don't, you know what I mean. Like that was kind of like your thing. That was, you turn on much music. He had your music videos, and she, you know what I mean. It was like it was like a part of your routine. It was a part of your day. Um. So this, yeah, I mean, this is kind of his. Like, this song just kind of reminds me of that you know what I mean. Just like waiting for the video to come on at fucking top ten. You know, but I
0: mean, like with music videos, we can't not talk about Big Me. In, oh and, yeah like, food, the the in general. yeah fu- yeah the foodos and it's just like something bad that happened it's like ah oh, but you you have foodos and it's gonna be it's gonna be better now
2: uh, and not to mention like i don't know if i don't give you a notice this but dave Grohl looks like shockingly a lot like landis morissette the, <laughs> with pigtails on <laughs> you know he that he's got that weird like yeah. I, can't,
0: I can't not see that
2: I'm sorry I, I put that that's in that's image in your head. To, hey, you know are welcome. That's yeah, sure. you
0: know what? That's how that's not probably gonna be a great story. I'll just tell it to everybody else. Be like, hey, you know, you know whenever Dave Grohl has big deals kind of looks like a latest horse set.
2: Because he like does. That.
0: Yeah, for everybody. <laughs> um, so I think we're on your number two now, Joey.
2: Uh number two for is probably with hey Johnny Park, man.
0: Uh yeah, didn't have my list, but again, it's it's a great fucking song.
2: Um it's I don't know. Man. This was um, it it's like so. My my top two are actually just the first two Foo Fighters songs that I ever heard. Okay. Um, so that's kind of why they're they're on there. Um, and it makes sense because it's the first the the first two songs on this record. So, spoiler alert. Um, but yeah, man, I don't know. It was just this. I just fucking I love this song, and it's just it just kind of reminds me of like every time I hear it, I'm like, oh, this is why I like the Foo Fighters. Do you know what I mean? They were because they this record came out kind of like. If you think about it, like, you know, 94 Cobain died, Soundgarden kind of fizzled away, you know what I mean? So it was like when Dave came out with this record, it was kind of like, oh, it's the return of this fucking... Do you know what I mean? I don't know if that, if I'm making any sense, but like we kind of came up in that in that mid... Or I did anyway, that mid-90s. I mean, I grew up in the 80s, but like mid-90s when like it was like there was, there was a definite kind of movement going on. You know what I mean? It was like obviously it was the grunge thing, but like there was like this real shift into like this alt-rock era. And um that kind of that kind of fizzled away for a little bit, you know what I mean? And we started seeing like the weird ace of bass fucking kind of shit, you know what I mean that was all over the place. and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, here comes the ex-fucking drummer from Nirvana and he's got this fucking fire record. And it just kind of restores your faith in humanity a little bit because you're like, oh great, there's still fucking like really good bands out there that are putting out good music, you know um, But yeah, like t- to have a record that sounded, and say what you want about it. Some people might not like it, but to have a record that was that good, like, in the shadow of, like, Nirvana, you know what I mean? It's kind of, it kind of goes to show, like, you know, fucking Dave Grohl's, he was a big part of fucking Nirvana, too, you know what I mean? Like, everybody's like, oh, Kurt Cobain, Kurt Cobain, you know, you know, pussy shot himself. That's controversial. I'm yes. sorry, I said it. You know, I'm sorry for all the fucking teeny boppers out there. Look, the guy look, oh I'm so famous. Uh, it just I never got that whole thing. Um
0: anyway. uh Doug, your thoughts on uh, on Hey Johnny Park.
1: Uh I like the song a lot. It's uh it's it's definitely a way to like the first three tracks on on uh the color and shape uh, and the shape is they're bops. You can't deny that they're not bops. it's it's a hell of a way to open an album. Um Hey Johnny Park is a great Four minute long song, and every minute is like you're in it. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I don't think I've said anything, but uh, it's and again, it's a it's a great intro. I think it's just it's just him and the uh, him and him and the drums, um, and it, they just sort of like go from like a riff to a fill, and again that chorus where I just like it's a little it's a little muddy, but it's like but it's 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 a good it's a good sort of muddy, um, and I found. In like in this record and and two later ones, uh, he has a tendency where he'll like he'll soften his voice at times, um, and I think that sort of gave him some gave him some depth and gave him some brains <laughs> into like how to move, move around in the song, which which is awesome. Um, I'm gonna go to Doug for your two.
1: My two, all right, my number two is The Pretender.
0: Or uh, do you do your three yet, or, or are we on your two now?
1: My three was Learn to Fly right. Correct. So my two is the pretender. Uh, this song is, uh, this song made me kind of cut off a lot of people that were bad to me. Uh, like this, this song like opened my eyes and it's weird to say like music does that for people, but it's like, no, you need to like, if people are treating you like shit, uh, cut them out of your life. Uh, you don't want them in your life. Uh, this this song kind of spoke to me because I was transitioning from high school to college, and it was like I still had the same weight around me. And uh, yeah. Uh I really enjoy this song though. It's it's got a special place in my heart. Oh uh, yeah, so this is one that
0: I like. Like I mentioned before, it was sort of like the it made me pay attention to to, to Foo Fighters. Uh, for th- that that record in particular, that was sort of like the old song. It was like this and like and long road to ruin. That was sort of like that, 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 that other highway thing. Um but yeah, uh that that intro, just those those little notes, like that was I like that was the song that I tried to learn on on guitar. On guitar. Um, and it's like very like rock and roll with, with, with that riff um, and yeah. that, and it's like, and then Dave comes in and then you have Pat Spear comes in. Like, it's crazy that these guys have three guitars and then a bass and, and it works drummer, and it works. Um, and it
2: works. Yeah. Chris uh, Shiflett is fucking, I love Chris Shiflett. For any, uh, anybody yeah, who doesn't yeah. know, Chris yeah. check is it's so like a, Chris Gifford's solo so, solo shit. So, and Pat Smear too. But if, 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 if Pat Smears and the fucking germs, man. Pat Smears the shit.
0: Yeah. Um, all right. Um, so we now we go to. I think my my three got skipped. Um, I think your three got skipped. Possibly. So we'll do my three and then my two to catch up. So my three uh, is song I was talking about earlier um, f- from uh, one by one. Uh, and it is times like these. Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh,
0: so in, in, especially like in my list, um, cause we talked about the Everlong, ever number four. I feel like if you play Everlong, you have to, you almost have to go right into times like these. Cause it just fits so well. Um, and this is probably the one that I attach most to lyrically. It's kind of more so about like turning a page, especially like in the chorus. Times like these, you learn to live again. Times like these, forgive, forgive and give again. Mm. Um, it's kind of like that way to like, it's that second look, take a step back, like realize like like what's like what's going on in your life, and that. Uh, and that like D seventh chord that that they play, and then they like they hammer on like the A and the C, and it's just like it's so murky, but it makes so much sense, and it's just so fun to play. Uh, but Joey, uh, what are your thoughts on, uh, on times like these?
2: This is another one of those songs that just kind of I didn't make my list because it was just one of those radio songs. You know what I mean? Um, not that I don't love it. It's just like it's I. It's the same answer. Like it's yeah. You hear it. It just kind of becomes like ear noise. You know. So it kind of lost a lot of meaning for me, um, but I mean it's still a fucking fantastic song. To go back like one step to Doug there, I, I like one thing I wanted to say is like the Pretenders probably one of the best courses that the Foo Fighters have. Yeah, like you know, yeah. fucking rips. Um, but yeah, like it's it's good kind of, yeah man it's, oh, it's, it's so it's good it gets me
1: hyped every time i didn't want it's, to overhype this song but it gets me hyped every time
2: Fucking jam it's a, fucking it's a fucking monster jam <laughs> um and same with times like these you know what i mean it's it's probably one up it's like um like it's like you mentioned brooklyn it's like it's kind of like the uh like the anti or like the the follow-up i guess to fucking everlong you know what i mean it's kind of like yeah. the um it's like the yin and yang. It's like the upside down. You know what I mean? Yeah. You kind of can't have one yeah. without the other because they do go together like fucking really well. You know what I mean? So It's kind of like it's the other one that I think a lot of people just kind of like, you know, associate the Foo Fighters with, you know, mm. also.
0: Um, uh, also, sorry, back times of these, the the video for this trippy as hell. Oh, so trippy. <laughs> uh, but I don't those, know if I've yeah. ever seen it.
1: Um, Times Like These was 2007's graduating uh song. Uh I made this happen uh nice. these lyrics are so perfect for a graduating class and like I put it in our yearbook it was uh, t-shirts that we wear it's it's you know it it's all about learning to move on and be okay with it the situation times like these is like it, it could have easily been my number one because of how much it means to me like I graduated with this song like it, it came out no two and it it graduate I graduated no seven and I was like this songs has meaning so much even today. Like it's still, I could sit there and play the acoustic version of this song uh, or find an acoustic version of the song and just like almost tear up because it's like, it's so interpersonal to me. And like, I love this song. Uh, I think this is if it's my number four, but it could easily be my number one. It's one of those situations. It's just depending on where the mood is. I'm at for the day. All
0: right. Um, all right, so we'll do my we'll do my two, then a quick, and then that way we're that we're always that way we're all catched up. Words <laughs> they are tough. Um, so my number two. This is actually my number one uh, from whenever we first did the show. Dropped one spot. My favorite song about eating um, about eating out. Uh, it is all my life. Um, this song is about uh, yeah. This song is about about, about oral sex, uh, and it's it's awesome. It's great. Hey, don't let it go to waste. I love it, but I hate the taste. Um, what else can you say? Uh, it's 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 kind of haunting, I guess. the kind of how it sort of comes at you. Like it's that very like again like that sort of like left hand palm you like, Do 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 and then it sort of comes in like do 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 do, uh, and then you have the it's like whenever they go into that last that last chorus and they sort of slow things back down, and it's like oh my life i put searching for something, something never comes, and then they, they build it like all back up again, and it pays off so well. Just and I think it was on the documentary uh, back and forth, uh, and that they're saying um, they could have a bad show, they could have a great show. Whenever they play all my life, they that's when they know they're having a great show for the rest of the night. Uh, but Doug and Joey, uh, what do you guys feel? You guys didn't have this on your list. How? I
1: didn't. Uh, I'm sorry, Brooklyn. I love this song. Um, I really do. I think this song's great. And it is like the ultimate kind of like, uh, <laughs> definitely, definitely that kind of song. Um, but for me, I, like I said, all these songs that I put on my top 10 are like extremely personal to me, uh, and like, have, have really strong meaning. And I don't think I would could honestly replace any of them because they all have that deep of a meaning to me unless they write another song about something that means something to my life that maybe was, maybe was, 11 top 11 uh but you know in all honesty all my life would probably be like 12 or 13
0: on my list all right uh Joey, your thoughts
2: if we did a top 10 songs like top 10 foo Fighters songs that should be on everybody's top 10 foo fighter songs list um then yeah, I think I think this one would make it. You know what I mean? Um for personal reasons, like it's a f it's a it's a great song. It's like, and yeah, it's what Cunnilingus sounds like. You know, it's that's you know, you can't not. Right? It's you know, it's it's a it's a riff monster for sure. Um, it's another one of those songs that just like I don't know, I think it just didn't make the list for me because like and again, it's not that it's a bad song, obviously. Like if it's on, I'm not gonna fucking turn it off. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But um, it's just kind of like it's just another one of those songs. Like I tried not to go down, but like now I'm kind of kicking myself. Cause like, I hear you guys talk about it and I'm like, oh shit, I probably could have played this a little fucking safer, you know, instead of, <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I think it's a fucking, there's, there's nothing wrong with that fucking song. It's like, it's, it's like one by one, man. It's like another one of those songs that you want to kick your stepsister to, you know, it's just like, <laughs> they've got, that's, that's like most of the, um. it's like most Foo Fighters songs. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, it, you know, a jam's a jam, and it's a fucking jam. It's an undeniable jam.
0: Yeah. Um, all right, so now we go to uh, Joey for your one.
2: Numero uno. So, th- th- I mean, this one, like I said, th- the only reason why this song is number one is because it's the very first song I ever heard by this band, um, and it's a lone easy target. Um, And um, it's kind of a rare thing, I think, anyway, to put on a record and instantly enjoy it. I don't know if you guys have a lot of trouble with that, but for me, usually the first time I hear a record, I kind of have to listen to it maybe a couple of times. But I remember the first time I I heard this record, I bought it from my buddy and uh, I put it in my, well, this is when Discman's were still a thing. Um, so <laughs> popped it in my Discman and uh, instantly I was just hooked. I was like, okay, I want to I want to hear the rest of this so for me this song is always like it's always kind of like like i said earlier it's like this was my introduction to the foo fighters and every time i hear it i just instantly go back to that particular moment in time when i heard it and like i like i was saying earlier it was like it was a it was a nice kick in the pants for me because it was like oh okay it's not all fucking savage garden you know what i mean it's not do you know what i mean like there's still something out because I, I was i was i'm also a huge smashing pumpkins fan too right so it was like, it just, this record kind of came along at a perfect time in my life where it was just like, every, everybody, everything was like kind of changing, you know, it was going to that more pop fucking shit. And it was just like, oh, okay, here's a fucking great record that I can kind of hold on to, right? So I always kind of associate that song with the Foo Fighters. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I I had this at 10. um This is the one that sort of made me go back to the subtitle album in terms of like, this is... Great. This is better than I than I than I remember it being. Yeah. Um. Just solid overall, and this is like definitely the most like the most garage rocky.
2: I guess it's the rare, like, It's the most raw record. Yeah. You know. um,
0: um. Especially especially like in, in the chorus. Um. And then it's like Doo, do, 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 do. I'm alone and I'm an easy target. And then they go into like, th- they go into like the post chorus. I guess. And it's like the again that double time is like, did you ever listen? And uh, the, the build-up get out, get out. Ah, it's just so good. I'm just like, I'm just going over the song because it's just great. And it's just like, oh, also, by the way, if you haven't checked it out, uh, there is a playlist in the, in the description below. As I put my finger down on an audio-only show. Uh, yeah, I'm not. If you to this, on iTunes, Spotify. Any song that we talk about uh, is going to be in that playlist below. Uh, but, Doug, uh, what are your thoughts on Alone and Easy Darkies?
1: I like this song. Um, I... I came into the Foo Fighters in The Color and Shape. That's when I first started listening to the Foo Fighters. Um, but I definitely, I can see the appeal. This is probably one of their most rawest records. This is one of the ones that he's coming off of everything that's, you know, that he went through with, you know, Kurt and everything that he went through with his life and how, how everything had changed. Uh, and like, I love those albums. I really do. Um, it's it's sort of distortion on this. The distortion that he uses in this track is ridiculously so grungy and so dirty. It's just dirty. Uh, it feels like you have to get a shower after listening to this track, and I love it. Um, if you've ever seen them perform any of these songs live, it's it's like um, they're sweating buckets because of how hard this song goes. Um, I like this song, but again. My 10 is very personal, very, (laughs) very nostalgia filled uh, person, personal. Uh, And that's usually how my how my stuff goes. Normally, when I make lists, I don't make lists to please people. I'd make lists that like are like right up my alley and
0: feel like everything that I felt. Yeah. All right. So now we go to your number one.
1: Uh, So my number one is something uh, I feel bad about putting on my list because technically it doesn't come from one of their normal albums. It came from the greatest hits. Uh, This is a Tom Petty and a heartbreakers type song. If you've ever heard one, this is my, this is my road trip song. This was a, in 09 uh, when they released their greatest hits. Uh, It's called wheels. Um, I put this song on my list because uh, before my cousin passed away, we took a road trip. This song means the world to me because this was the kickoff song for our road trip. It goes one, two, three, four, and you go right into the song and you're driving. Uh, it's it's a beautiful song. Um uh, I thank Dave Grohl for creating it because it's something that I'll always be able to remember my cousin by. Uh, and I miss him dearly, but it's it's we had such a great we had such a great road trip, and it's just like that song embodies the road trip And it's, it's very much uh, in, in the type of like Learn to fly from Tom Petty Kind of style song and it's, it's just Greatness on a track for me
0: yeah, you, yeah, you're absolutely right in terms of that. That is is a pretty song. I wasn't sure if you're gonna go with this one or uh, our word word forward, um, which is also <laughs> often the greatest hits. Another uh, another good another good song. They're <laughs> the only time you ever hear it, they're just fucking words. Um, but yeah, it's like you can almost hear the plane coming down in in the in the song, um, and I yeah the the greatest album was one that we had had on a lot, and I think this one. Cause I always, I always hear this song, and I'm like, it sounds like it should be on Echo, Silence, Pages, Pages, and Grace, but like, they just for some reason it wasn't on there. Uh, but Joey, uh, what are your thoughts on uh, on Wheels?
2: You know what? I'm not too too familiar with it, so I'm gonna have to it's, give it a, it's a to. Literally, don't do it until you're
1: in your car. When you're in your car, pop the song on and just drive. Like, literally, it's one of those songs where you literally could pop the song on, and it's. I, I want to say it's close to five minutes. It's like a five-minute drive, and it's like – it's it's a beautiful song
0: for me. It's, it it's really like hits. down
2: the road at nighttime with yeah. the window kind of thing. 100%. Yeah.
0: Okay. 100%. All right. Uh, so now we go to my number one. Uh, this is the uh, my favorite song uh, from Wasting Life, favorite song of uh, Foo Fighters. Uh, it is Dear Rosemary.
2: Ah, uh, Okay good song. yeah so this
0: so i know i i don't i don't think a lot of people have complained about it but for me it's very obvious the the riff in this is very similar to steady as she goes for the raccontours uh but i don't fucking care uh because it's still awesome like red eyes Chili Peppers kind of copied Brain jane's last dance but not, even top daddy was like you like you change one chord like you're fine or whatever um but yeah it has that nice it has that nice sort of feel and then it has uh, it has Bob Mold uh, doing some backup vocals, and that section in particular gives me chills every single time because it has it has Dave Dave start off like this is an ordinary life, and then he and then he would echo us. and then they would do that for a little bit, and then they came together, um, and just how and how they how they fit, and how they give sort of give each other room, but but still allow themselves their each individual voice to shine. Um, is great and then it's also another another great chorus. uh like truth ain't gonna change the way you lie you ain't gonna change the way you, the way you die one of that's probably one of my favorite lines in in, in Foo fighters overall and i think this just sort of encapsulates the overall sound that they were that they were doing um with that record um and again that riff just just bops like you just you're you're instantly um hooked um but uh but doug what do you uh how do you feel about Dear Ro- do rosemary
1: i really like this song um i really like this song the the progression the chord progression of the song is really beautiful it's it's got like that um it's got like that old school like kind of like 70s rock feel uh if it makes sense uh and like the the lyrics in the song are beautifully written and i think the like you said brooklyn the vocal patterns that they choose to you know emulate each other and then like kind of come together and like just make this beautiful sound is like, beautiful. I, I honestly think it's really great. Um, I, I really, I really wish I could put on my list. Cause I, I really do like that song.
0: Thank, okay. Uh, Joey, uh, your thoughts.
2: It's just uh it's just a fucking great written song, man. I mean, I couldn't grow just living in the shadow. Where do you go when no one's following you, you know, like, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like that's um, like it's like Dylan esque, you know. Um, like I said earlier, man. Like from um, I've always been a lyrics guy, and um, I don't know. I mean, I, I probably would have cons- put this on, but like uh, it's. I mean, it's it's I I feel, and maybe it's 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 a different vibe altogether than than a typical yeah. Foo Fighter song, you know. Um, but I mean, I, I kind of like that. I think that's probably what I like about it. Um, because when I do hear it, I don't necessarily think of like, holy shit, this is a Foo Fighters song. I just think this is like, this kind of sounds like something outside of them. Um But yeah, I just think it's um I and I always kind of mediate back to that. I think it's like, you know, the second line in the core, or the second verse or something, or the first line, the second, every, every time I hear it, I'm like, holy fuck, this is a great song. Yeah. Right? So if you can, you know what I mean? Like there's something about the way that when, you know, words are put together in a fucking song sometimes that just kind of like it, it's like one of those, it hits you in the feels kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, it's a hard punch, you know? Um, and it, that's something that you don't really, usually with the Foo Fighters, you associate them a lot with like the riffs, you know what I mean? But like, they do have fucking some songs where it's like, Jesus Christ, man, like, get out of my brain, Dave Grohl. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's 100%. something really like, like 16 year old girl, teenage angsty writing in a blog kind of like poetry (laughs) kind of shit to it, but it's like, it's fucking, it's great. You know what I mean? Cause you don't really expect that, you know?
0: Uh, well, yeah, that is going to wrap up the show. Um, I do want to thank uh, Joey and Doug for coming on, guys, and especially Doug coming in, coming in last minute, uh, and Joey being Joey being the lone trooper of people that we originally had on the show uh, and didn't uh, and didn't uh, back out due to uh, due to unforeseen circumstances. Uh, so very quickly, guys, uh, let's just go through our each individual top ten and then just throw in like an honorable mention, uh, one that one that would have made your list, maybe like your number eleven. Uh, so. Bring it for me, my 10 through one, uh alone both easy targets, and then rope, uh subterranean, slash Ivor River, a raised replace, uh, arrows, cold day in the sun, everlong, the live version was getting the bones, times like these, all my life, and dear Rosemary was at number one. My honorable mention, I would probably give it to Bridge Burning. Uh it was my fa- it was my, my favorite wasting light song, um, but it just sort of lost time. But another great like balls to the wall to uh, Doug, what was your, uh,
1: run us through again. All right. So my 10 was best of you. My nine was my hero. Uh, eight was monkey wrench. Seven was these days. Six was ever long. Five was times like these <clears throat> four was walk. Three was learn to fly. Two was the pretender. One was wheels. And, um, you know what? I would probably actually give an, a little honorable mention to uh Sunday Rain. I really like that song off of the off the new album. I really do. I think it's a really it's a really good
0: bop. Um but yeah, that's my honorable mention. Nice. Uh yeah, Joey, what was your uh brought us through your list?
2: Yeah, man, number ten, I had well I'll just I'm just gonna put it in an order now. I guess I kinda fucked up. Um so I had My Hero at number ten, Everlong at number nine, Monkey Wrench at eight, Saint Cecilia at seven, white limo at six, and overrend at five, DOA at four. No Way Back at 3, Hey Johnny Park at 2, and Alone Easy Target at 1. Honorable mentions, I have like my little list here. Uh, The two, like 12 and 13, I didn't, The 13 doesn't really qualify, or 12, I guess, doesn't really qualify as a Foo Fighters tune, but it's from the Sound City of the Real to Real Sessions. And it said Heaven and Hell Song with Robert Lee Von Bean um, from Black Rebel Motorcycle Club. Um, I wish they would start a band together. I will, you know, um, and then better off from wasting light, which uh, almost yeah. made my list. Was a, it's a fucking great tune, so
0: nice. Um, but yeah, any uh, any song that we talked about, uh, be sure to find it in the Spotify playlist uh, in the description uh, below. But again, guys, uh, thank you for coming on, uh, Joey. Uh, where can the uh, what kind of jukebox heroes in the world find you?
2: Uh, right now east of the dial is on a hiatus because of um pregnant people and this weird COVID nineteen thing that's going on. So I don't know when that's gonna be back. Um we maybe I don't know, we might we might have to call it quits. Um some some of the stuff that we do is um is uh we we've gotten some 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 episodes might have to be taken down and whatnot. Uh, that's a story for another time. No, it's, you know, it is what it is. Um, I do have another little project that I started doing near the first of this It's called quarantine age dirt bag. Um, which is, uh, it's right now. It's just on Spotify. There's like three episodes and that might be a thing. I have a new thing in the works too, with a couple of buds. It's called dicks on stuff. Um, and it's basically a bunch of dicks and we talk about stuff. Um, there is no putting our dicks on stuff just as a disclaimer. Um, but maybe i don't know not yet anyway that could be a thing so if that's what you're into then maybe check it out maybe that'll be a thing for the future um but yeah so that'll be that'll be an upcoming project so uh listen to it you know when it does come out and again it's not actually me putting my dicks on stuff
1: uh coming to patreon coming to patreon did i just say my
2: dicks my dicks on stuff (laughs) Also, to clarify, I don't have multiple dicks. I don't have more than one dick. I just said the one dick. One very mediocre uh, dick.
0: Uh,
1: their new Patreon tier coming soon. Dicks on actual stuff. Uh- Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I got you, man. All types of ideas. Uh, uh, hey, it was great being it's, here. Uh, it's an
2: ASMR project. Sorry. <laughs>
1: Totally do it. It's it sounds wild. Um, uh, you can find me at Twitch.tv backslash DarkwingDuck7387. Uh, I play games, uh, D D stuff like that. Have fun. Listen to music. Chill out. Find me. Hang out. Let's uh, let's get some conversations talking.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, you can find me Instagram with Twitter at the real BK10, Letterbox Prookie 10 and then uh, YouTube multiplex Entertainment, uh, the Plethora of content here. Multiplex Miscellaneous, um, now on Mondays at 9pm EST, uh, Movie Warzone, Fandom Fights, TV Throwdown, yearless sucks, Sucks, Multiplex Loves Boobies, uh, The Beanbag Boys, They Go Once a Month, uh, What Else Do I miss it Doug? I think that's it. Oh, and Jam Session. Uh, I was going to yeah, say, you're on other show. <laughs> as of recording, uh, I'm not sure who the guest is going to be, but I can tell you for sure that the next episode of Playlist uh, is going to be uh, Best 2010's uh, Albums. Uh, that's going to be hosted by Caleb Coho. Uh, So yeah, he's been taking taking the reins on that one. Uh, Once again, guys, thanks for for tuning in. Uh, Rate, follow, subscribe, whatever you got to do. Cheers, and as always, drive safe.